after one excruciating long year, finally we are done with the original Borat movie. 48 viewings, we obviously would have liked the 52, but uh, circumstances dictate that we're going to be finishing it uh, in a little bit of a different way, but Ryan, I feel like after everything we've been through, I feel like we've been we've just come back home from the war. Like this is I I cannot describe the feeling <laughs> that I have. It's right over. Now. <laughs> it's all it's over. <laughs> oh my god! I... It's all it's all over. the 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 curtain has fallen. The lights are up. The audience is applauding. This is it. This is the end. These last four watches are are baby baby material. Yeah, I <laughs> I I can't remember. I'm so <laughs> I'm so glad to be done with this movie. I can't remember the last time I was this happy. I just <laughs> oh god. It's Holy just... hell. <laughs> Holy hell, dude. <laughs> it, the the, the oh, feeling God. of just... when It's unreal. When that theme oh, song it's... ended, it's just... Oh. <laughs> oh, I just... Oh, I'm, I, I mean, the sequel's, the sequel's going to be bad, but this, this is nothing. What yeah. we have before us is like, I could do it in my sleep. This is this is no one has asked us to do what we have done on this podcast, no. but by God, we did it anyway. And here we are, two, I would say, two irrevocably changed human beings mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. I I have no idea what to do with myself after this. It's just oh. like it's it's like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like le- it's like letting go of just something that has been holding you down for so long. It's like breaking the chains that have been just smothering yeah. you. It's just like we finished the movie and just started laughing for <laughs> like minutes. Just I I I you know we we did it. We sat through it. We got the Shinqui at the end. Then we sat through the entirety of the Kazakh National Anthem and the credits, and I had what I think could charitably be described as a hysterical breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh. I, 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 you know what? God bless. We, we, we did it. This movie is, is ostensibly out of our lives after this next, you know, uh, podcasting session. I, I just like, how do we, Man, <laughs> this fucking movie, huh? This fucking movie. This movie. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Uh, I think. I think this is. Um, this is something I've noticed between us. I. Uh, I think I like this movie more than you do. I'll I be honest. So. I think so. Yeah. I. I tend to be a little bit more charitable with really bad comedies. I also like QB Halloween more than you did. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Like. 
I just don't know. Like, I get the feeling I'm going to watch this again eventually, right? Like, I asked, yeah. I was like, how long do you think it's going to be until you watch this again? You said three months, which is what I thought, too. Yeah. Like, at just some point during the holidays, like, just yeah. really, you know, getting a hankering to get back with Borat and the boys. But, like... Yeah. I don't even like I, I, I feel I feel there's been sort of a purpose fulfilled, but now I feel, you know, kind of kind of a kind of a kind of a relief, kind of an emptiness over it. I yeah. mean we have we have stuff planned and we still have the sequel. But damn, if anyone wants to feel really good about themselves, uh, force yourself to watch a shitty movie for an entire year and then you will you will just feel like you have <laughs> lifted the weight of 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 the world on your shoulders it's uh it's really something yeah it like i the only feeling i can like conjure up that i can imagine being on this level is like winning an olympic gold medal or something <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah. it's legitimate. i mean we have right yeah like it's it's such a like it's it's something that like you said it has changed us as people it has been a testament to our willpower our endurance like there have been times where we have been close to giving up very early on even and yes we're still going we did it and now it's just like yeah it's it's like we've reached the summit of this we've had good times we've had great times we've had shit times and mainly they were shit times to quote mainly they were shit times and you know like at the end of it all we've just we've crested the hill and we've seen that the grass isn't greener on the other side because right down there (laughs) at the bottom of the hill he's standing there in that mankini with that with those cat boy underpants pulled over it and he's just waiting for us he's got arms open he's you know ready for us (laughs) We're about to put him in the dirt. That's all I got to say. Borat, you know what? We survived 48 watches. And for me, it was closer to, um, I think, 49, 49 or 50. Because yeah. I, yeah, because I watched it at least once with someone outside the podcast. And I feel like, I don't know, uh, but it's definitely at least 49. And I think, you know what? If he wants to try to knock us down with four, four paltry viewings of his measly sequel then by god let him try let him try we are going to strike back and swat this man out of the air like a fly and you know what i know we've gone pretty up and down in this podcast i know this has been a real roller coaster of emotions yeah i know we were pretty cocky at first then we kind of got humbled but you know what i'm feeling good again yeah and i'm feeling good because the shit he's posting on twitter to promote this movie is really just like Straight up the least funny shit I've ever seen in my entire life. It's, it's so bad. It's heinous. It's so bad, like, dude. I think that's the big problem, right? With me and the sequel is I keep thinking to myself, you know, what if the sequel is good? Like, what if Borat is actually funny, but, you know, we're just so jaded and, like, so, you know, sort of, uh, I, I wouldn't say pretentious, but so, so critical, right, mm-hmm. with how we engage with this film you know, my greatest fear is like, what if we're wrong and Borat is actually really funny and I just can't recognize it? But number one, I watched a UHF with a Weird Al yesterday, a very stupid comedy film, and it was hilarious, like genuinely sure. very funny. Yeah, yeah. And number two, I see the shit that Sashburn Cohen's posting on Twitter, and I, it's like, this is it? Like, this is the level you're at? Uh, it's so bad. You, 
you do you want to talk about the uh, do we do we just want to like bask in having finished the first film or do you want to talk about the shit that you put in the uh, discord uh, I mean the discord call while we were watching I think we should do both I think I think it would be a good idea to do a little bit of a retrospective um, yes of, of sorts of you know the journey and you know all that but I I do think because we had a couple of observations for the first time this watch there's obviously yeah. borat news we got sent earlier today just like an absolutely like amazing tweet from a listener um that yeah. i also want to shout out um and you know we, we have stuff to get to so like if you want to do that first and then we can go into a retrospective of sorts or if you know whatever way you want to do yeah. it which, you know Let's let's just go ahead and get the uh, let's just go ahead and get the news out of the way really quick because we're already on that. Sure, I, sure, we can let's. spend the last bit of this just kind of uh, you know getting through it. Yeah. So I mean, okay. L- let me let me bring up the um, the official Borat Twitter here and the official Kazakh uh, Twitter. Um, just just so just so like I'm not misquoting him and his genius comedy here. Um, Okay, he hasn't really tweeted anything new uh, here on the Republic of Kazakhstan Twitter. But one thing he has done is um, because he keeps retweeting people like who are like actual like people in the political sphere who are like not like in in the Republican Party or whatever, as far as I can tell, just like people who are like doing real work uh, that's Kazakh yeah. related. Like he keeps retweeting them with it and they delete it so now he's taken to like screen capping uh what they say so that like mm, it's preserving okay. his comedy great like, there, okay like, there, was, there was some guy uh mark Palomsar, i think is how you pronounce his name i don't know anything about him i like i said it's a screen cap and i'm too lazy to bring up his profile but he's he was basically <clears throat> tweeting like he was on a conference call with the leaders of Kazakhstan's effort to con- to contain COVID. He, you know, accidentally tagged the at Kazakhstan gov account. Uh, uh-huh. And he responded with it. Thank you for speaking. A vi- apologies. Video call was dropped. Our premier picked up telephone to make sex chat line and interrupt modem signal. Like you're making mm-hmm. a dial up joke. Great. About sex lines. Great. Awesome. Like, you were fucking 50 years old. Awesome. Great. (laughs) But I think the thing that's really like, bad is the actual Borat account, where he is liking people, by the way, who are tweeting things about Borat. So, you know, I'm just waiting for the day that he likes one of our tweets calling him, like, a shithead or whatever. (laughs) But he keeps doing this thing where he's referring to Donald Trump as McDonald Trump. Like, that's that's Damn. the joke. Got him. Like, wow. Like, like what kind of just fucking level is that? Like, just... Yeah, yeah. The worst. <laughs> he's, he's also been on TikTok. He and his daughter just posted a TikTok, like, an hour ago, where they're dancing to wet-ass pussy. Like, that's mm-hmm. the joke. Um, just unbelievably not funny you know um like this is the level he's working on right like this is this is what we have to look forward to in less than a week at this point oh god yeah yeah it's just pathetic it really is i am you know i'm not out here making uh movies i'm not out here making comedy movies so maybe i don't have room to talk but i'd like to think i know 
at least a couple things here and there about uh, being funny or how to make a joke, like just a single joke, you know? Sure. Uh, but <laughs> this man, this man is bad. This man is not funny. This man is out here. And that's the thing about like the, um, the wet ass pussy video, right? Like yeah. it's not, it's not even like the Ben Shapiro thing where he's like reading the lyrics and it's funny because he's this gremlin man. This is like Sasha Baron Cohen just doing the most half-assed dance in the world with this, with this girl and just kind of bobbing around. And I guess that's, that's the joke, yeah. right? Like, you would think you'd make a tweet that's like, wah, wah, wee, wah, last time I had wet-ass pussy was at Club Sex Fuck in Kazakhstan or Super Fuck or whatever it's called. Like, You know what? You could make him, You could tie it into the original movie because when he asks Azamat how his back pussy is, Azamat says it's moist. There you uh, go. Like, see, we just came moist, up with a better joke than fucking Sasha <laughs> Moist-ass back pussy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Some wet-ass yeah. pussy, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I, I guess the joke of it is that we're just supposed to laugh because he's in the Borat costume and there's a song we recognize. And so yeah. everyone kind of just like claps like seals and says, ha ha ha, Borat man, Borat man does a whap. Yeah, that's so that's he's definitely he's definitely going to dab and or floss and or Fortnite. In this I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, he is 100 percent doing at least one of those dances what if he does the like Fortnite dance and the like Fortnite song plays while he's doing it that would be see again that might actually be funny so i don't think it's going to happen uh, like yeah. it's 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 non sequitur enough that i think it would be funny but um i don't i don't know if he'll pay the rights to Fortnite to get the music for that yeah you know? i mean it could potentially be funny or it could be a real scary movie situation where it's just, <laughs> it's just, look, it's the thing, yeah. you know, the thing that you saw on the internet three years ago, it's that. Like, honestly, honestly, if Borat 2 was more like scary movie, I'd probably like it more than what it's actually probably, going to be. Yeah. Probably. I, I, yeah. I don't think there will be a, a bit in Borat 2 that's as good as Ghostface like rapping and killing all those all those guys and then doing <laughs> like the was up like i, I yeah <laughs> we, we've we've talked about this a bit behind the scenes but i i've really come into enjoying the was up scene from scary movie yeah i uh i i think it's come back around to being legitimately very funny so that's yeah. my hot take it, it's it's aged so poorly that it's funny again <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly exactly um do we have anything else we want to say about Borat 2, or should we just kind of take a look back at the last 48 weeks of of, of Borat, well, you know? I mean, I do want to give a shout-out to to that person, but before we do as well, there was also some Borat-related news that broke, like, literally as we were about right, to start watching. Right, 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 um, yeah. Essentially, there's, there's going to be a part in the movie where he interviews an actual, legitimate Holocaust survivor who passed away very shortly after filming. Um, and supposedly after he did this interview in character as Borat, he broke character immediately and was like, Hey, listen, just so you know, this is like a bit and I'm like trying to highlight anti-Semitism here. And she was supposedly okay with it. But after she passed, her family now is claiming basically that she never cleared that 
interviewed um, to be in the movie. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. she was a professor somewhere uh, before her retirement. Um, and essentially, they're after filing, you know, legal documentation and everything with the aim of basically getting the movie cancelled. Um, yeah. Which is probably pretty unlikely to happen because I would imagine, you know, they have contracts and they have this footage of him breaking character and everything and explaining it to this woman. But, um, you know, the idea that there's a potential last minute, you know, uh, wrench in, in the machine here that, that may delay Borat, uh, or cancel it, you know, I, I don't know how I would feel if that actually came off. And next week we're sitting here again talking about Borat One. That um, would that would be such a blow to me. Yeah, that would be I, full uh, ego death, I think, for me. I yeah, think. at that point we would just have to watch like Bruno four times, yeah. like genuinely. Yeah, I genuinely. don't know if I can stomach another watch of the original. I feel like that's <clears throat> no. that's gotta if, be. If it. that happens, if that happens. We gotta just do like Bruno and the dictator and like whatever else he's been in because I, I after after this week watching Borat one again will will gut me to my core. And the thing about this whole thing is that I I get, you know, I get where this is coming from, but I don't think this movie will be impeded because one, I don't think anything can impede this. Like, you know, uh, no one died. So it's still going ahead because of that. And like everybody who appeared in the movie the first time around sued them and got nothing, got nothing right. Like, yeah. like nothing happened. So I have to assume it'll be a similar situation, but honestly, who knows? I, 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 I can't say, but I think this movie is coming out yeah. next week, whether we want it to or not. Yeah. I wonder, like, is the movie going to drop at midnight or like what time does Amazon release stuff? Like, am I going to get home from work on Thursday night and it's going to be like up or am I going to have to wait until Friday night after work? Like, you know, like it, it's, uh, I'm, I'm just like scared of when this thing might like drop. Like I, yeah, cause I feel like if I, get home on thursday thursday night friday morning and it's up i'm gonna have to hit you up and be like buddy we're we're going into action here 24 hours early um yeah so i'm 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 hoping that it doesn't like drop until like midnight pacific so that i can be in bed before that happens um (laughs) but yeah um i guess just this last thing before we kind of get into our retrospective i want to give a shout out to uh, Twitter user your gender here uh, Melissa who uh, sent us or tagged us in a tweet earlier today which is just amazing uh, they say they've been inspired by Borat Club's descent into madness and designed a one shot for the tabletop RPG monster of the week in which the players must subdue the Borat and prevent the release of Borat 2 which would make him immortal which sounds like like i don't play a lot of tabletop role-playing games i haven't got much experience with them but i would play that mm-hmm. I, I would sit down and play that yeah yeah it sounds like yeah, an amazing I, idea <laughs> yeah i love it i love that we have inspired somebody to do this it's really great i, I love I, the idea of like borat being this like cosmic like 
Lovecraftian evil that is going to be immortalized by the release of of like this sequel, which it's I mean he sort of is going to be immortalized by the sequel because he's going to be online yeah. forever. I mean, we kind of spoke it into existence too, right? Like yeah. if you kind of go with sort of the um, the eldritch idea that you know worshiping something or speaking it is giving it power, then hey. Uh, I think we're probably single-handedly responsible for the existence of Borat 2. Yeah. So we're going to have to pay the price for that someday down the line. But for now, I uh, guess we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, I guess. Um, did we have any observations that we want to get to first this time through? Or do you want to... Because uh, there was one not... that sticks out in my mind. But we can maybe get to that like as we kind of... Go through the, the retrospective uh, here. I took a, I took a couple notes, uh, kind of right. bringing it back around like a full circle. Um, we 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 haven't ever really talked about the uh, the town kindergarten bit that much no. before. Where at the beginning of the movie, he goes, "Ah, it's town kindergarten," and it's all these kids with like AK forty sevens or whatever, yeah. or like Kalashnikovs or whatever they are. Um, and um yeah they're basically uh, just like sitting in a mud pit with like these guns like all around them like it's it's bad it's a terrible it's, joke it's really stupid i think it's i think that's like the um the the first kind of indication in this movie that it's going to be bad yeah <laughs> among other things yeah uh so there's that and then the other thing i noticed that we've never really talked about was um the scene where they have the uh, bear in the back of the ice cream truck, the kid that's riding next to them on his bike, there's like a kid that's like a, yeah, like a, like pe- cycling parallel to them is what I'm trying to yeah. say. He has like the most like iconic early mid 2000s kid shirt of that style where it's this, um, He's wearing a white undershirt and then this oversized button up yeah. black shirt with like neon blue quote unquote tribal like tribal designs it's, on it. Yeah. It's very emblematic of the time period. He he looks like he looks like like he should be in lit, right? Like he looks like Yeah, or like bowling for soup yeah, or something. Yeah. Or like Yeah. Like if he like if you took that kind of band's like if you had them like make a music video where they were all kids, this kid was probably in that music video. Like God, it, it, yeah, it is. It is another of the many examples, I guess, of very two thousand five uh, fashion and culture. You know, it's uh-huh. like it's like the dudes outside the school where the one dude has like the flip phone like clipped to the outside of his jeans, or like the dude <laughs> with the soul patch in the Virgin Megastore, or like any of those kind of things. Like any of the people in line to meet Pamela with the frosted tips and the bangs. Like it's it's just very very time and place it nails down that this was filmed in 2005 yeah do you think there's going to be like aside from stuff borat does like anything that we'll look back at in 2034 on borat 2 and be like oh that's so you know late 2010s like is there going to be a scene where he does like uh i don't know uh like is borat going to have a snapchat in this movie is there going to be like what's a what's a late you know you can't really uh, measure something like this until after the fact yeah, right like but 
there's but there's definitely going to be that sense to it in, yeah, I uh, feel like in 10 years dabbing and flossing and Fortnite dancing i feel like those are going to be very like late 10s early 20s i feel like there's going to be probably a lot of like TikToky stuff in there obviously the the hmm. coronavirus stuff is going to date it like yeah massively um i'm trying to think like because there's there's no piece of slang or there's no specific haircut or yeah fashion thing that is that i would describe as so definitively like tens late tens early 20s as you know a lot of that kind of stuff is with the mid 2000s you know like i feel like the way social media and the internet has sort of brought every like subculture together it it kind of all has just bled into one thing now Um, yeah so there's no like there's no like thing i guess that would really stand out to me unless he's like 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 what's even uh like i'm I'm trying to even think of like a thing in pop culture that is going to be so like very for a few years you know like maybe i don't know like maybe like super popularity of k-pop is going to be like like this like zoomers (laughs) version of emo where it's like you know, uh-huh. like it was a thing for three years and went away, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's here to stay. But like, yeah, kids have the same haircuts they had ten years ago. They pretty much dress mostly the same. I feel yeah. like there's a real like, maybe, maybe it's the fact that there's like, sort of this kind of '90s undercurrent to a lot of the way people are dressing these days. Like, okay, there's there feel it feels like there's like that kind of like nostalgia for when we were kids kind of coming a little in to well, yeah, like modern like, fashion you know but like it's like the um it's like how the 80s had their big hoopla yeah, you know last yeah. decade it's the 90s coming back around now yeah i feel i feel like maybe that will date it a little bit like i don't know like i i also don't know because we're both like grown yeah. adults now like somebody who's 16 now when they're when they're like my age or they're your age like they might look at borat 2 and go oh man that's like dated as fuck so like who who knows like maybe maybe we're just too old um the uh the scariest thing that you've said in this whole kind of you know outline and I, i i kind of knew going into it that the uh the covid stuff would definitely date the film but I think what's terrifying to really consider is that Borat 2 may be kind of like the cultural document of this year. Yeah. Right? Like, between the election stuff and the uh, pandemic and all that, Yeah, this, this movie may be considered, like, the definitive snapshot of 2020, which is just the most depressing thing i've ever heard yeah i th- I think so. that's entirely possible i think it's very likely that because of you know the way things have slowed down media wise this year yeah this is going to be a, th- a thing that people will look back on and go here is 
people of 2020 in the United States, and this is how culture was in the Western world at this point in time. And I think now that you bring it up, like, there's a real scary thing to that of, like, you know, 15 years from now, we might be looking at it and go, like, this was our last warning, you know, like, this was like, yeah. this was like, yeah. th- this was like the end of, uh, like, the world before fascism took over again, or whatever, like, yeah, you know, like, this is like, where you could see that coming out to the fore in a way that swelled and took over, you know, which is very scary to think about. And I hope to God that that's not what this winds <laughs> up being. Yeah, but there yeah, is that possibility, w- right? Like, I would certainly hope not, but I, I do agree. I do agree that that's a very real thing that could happen with this film. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting a decade from now, 14, 15 years from now. We'll pick it back up. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick we're, it we're, back up 14 years from <laughs> yeah, now, and we'll do fucking, Borat Club 2.0. Yeah, for, for season 15 of whatever it is we wind up doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. yeah. I uh, I don't know. I, I had something else to say about it, but uh, fuck me if I can remember what it was. Yeah. Do we... Um, do we want to kind of have our big retrospective or our, our big Borat retrospective? Sure, but I, I do have one more thing that I that we sort of hit on this final time before we go into it. The nude yeah. fight scene, it's been the talk of the town every week. Can't yeah. get enough of it. And I posited to you the reality that in all likelihood, other than uh-huh. his wife... His wife. His wife. Nobody on earth has seen Azamat's testicles more than we have. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fucked up, huh? Yeah, it is. I was uh, I was talking to you earlier and I was just like, you know, I it's just going to have this this intense effect on my life where I'll never be able to have sex again because I'll just be thinking about the Borat nude fight scene, you know. God. <laughs> Like that's gonna be it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just really gruesome. <laughs> like, I I really don't think that we've kind of. I mean, we have, but just sort of the gravity of the fact that we've sat down and watched simulated gay sex like forty eight times in the last year. Yeah, it's really it's really something, huh? Like we really done did it to ourselves. We re- we really way. done did it to ourselves. Yeah. Um yeah, I I hope for your sake that uh, you don't need to roleplay the scene to okay to get right. going in the future. <laughs> all right, I'm cutting this off. Yeah, okay, I'm cutting this off right now. So, how do we want to do this retrospective? Because I haven't really put any thought into it. Um. <laughs> no, me neither. I was uh, I was thinking about it as we were watching it, and I know way back when we did the Haggerties pretty we early did. on. We did. Uh, how do we just like, let's just do, let's just debrief on this, right? Yeah. Let's, let's get some overall, uh, easy kind of softball questions to start out with. And I think I know the answer to this first one. Get like, if you had to rate this movie, what would you rate it? Like after all of this, like either based on your experience in this podcast or just based on the movie itself, 
like on a five star scale, what do you give this movie? I I think for me it's like one and a half, maybe two stars. If I'm being generous, mm-hmm. um, okay. I feel like it has its moments, and I, I honestly, if I was reviewing this after one viewing, I might like give it two two and a half, pretty easy. Oh yeah, but like, I think it's at its best if you have never seen it before. Yes. If, or if you don't remember anything about it, um, once you go into it, that even that second time, right? Like the drop off was substantial because mm-hmm. there's nothing there after you, once you know what's there, like none of it can shock you. And when yeah. none of it can shock you, like you see through the cracks and that, like you realize that the jokes aren't actually that good, you know, like, that first time we watched it and they did the simulated gay sex, you know, it was like like a shock moment and we kind of thought it was a little bit funny. It was yeah. the same it's with... It's just so... It's so ostentatious, right? It's so yeah. at the top. Yeah, and it was the same with a few other scenes, you know, that got progressively less and less funny. I think the Trump Tower, like, shit oy, oy, is, oy. like, the ultimate version of that where it went from being funny to just evoking nothing from us you uh-huh. know um i do think there are there are a couple of people who are generally funny in the movie the driving instructor the car salesman pat haggerty i think mm-hmm. the moment where he walks into that hotel looking like he shit himself is always going to be great uh, yeah. I, th- I think the line delivery of you see your sucking dick is like just iconic iconic it like like i said a real, a real a real late game contender for us on this podcast it, it i will really, say yeah like i i genuinely feel like if you put that line delivery into like like a judd apatow movie or whatever like it, it would be funny right like any yeah. like mainstream comedy if you put a line read like the way that guy does it and the second guy in the background follows it up like i you think you're sucking dick yeah it, i think it's just it's it's a rare moment where somebody is funny despite being the worst person in the world in this movie. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I th- I think I very much and this is again something we've hit on recently is I very much feel like he's shit at improv. Like it's not a strength of of his. Like when he doesn't Yeah, you you actually pointed this out during the viewing today at the uh, um the TV station bit. Yeah, because it's you can see him where he's like, hello, USNA, and I excite, hello. Like, you can see the gears turning and that, like, he is desperately grasping at straws. You know, like, there's very few moments, I feel like, where what he's improvising really works. You know, there's the, there's, like, the Pat Haggerty, this suit is gray thing. I would call it blue. It's gray. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, that exchange is genuinely good Im- improv. But for the most part, it feels like he's going into each section or each scene of the movie with a very specific, like, goal. And, like, he knows what he's going to say. And once he gets thrown off his rhythm, he kind of doesn't have it in him to get back on track. And so, like, when that's what your movie hinges on, I feel like it really just doesn't work, you know? Yeah. So one and a half for me. What about you? you I... I um I'm going to be a little bit generous uh on this. I think um that one and a half is a little bit too low for me honestly and I don't know if that's just because 
I do have this kind of fondness for the movie after watching it so many times, but sure. you know, I, I'm it's pretty easy to make me laugh. I I'm gonna say it sits at a solid two stars for me, like a like a forty percent, let's say. I think I think two and a half, like a fifty percent is being a little too generous, but like you know, if I just look at other films, I would rate in that same neighborhood. Like for me, two stars is like scary movie or like gold member, right? Or sure. Super Mario Bros. Like stuff that is ostensibly not very good, but can still get a few chuckles out of me, you know? And I sure. think that if I had just watched this once, like you said, it would have easily been like a four star out of five film for me. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, that's certainly the reaction I had to it when I watched it when I was younger, you know? Sure. Like yeah. now, like, like uh, okay, now, now it would be a little lower. Now it would probably be about like a three star, you okay, know, that's like fair. flawed, but flawed, but still enjoyable. Okay. But I think that like just, you know, sitting with it and really kind of, you know, stripping the movie of any like emotional response you really are able to kind of get down to the granular sense of what makes it work and what doesn't and i think at that point you really like you said uh kind of see the cracks in the armor of this film yeah. like you see that it's really something that we noticed like really early on in the show it's only meant to be watched once or twice right yeah. like it does it, it doesn't want you to see beyond what's immediately up at the front and i think that um I think this is definitely a movie I'll watch again. I think there are a lot of movies I've seen that are genuinely much worse than this film. Like, not politically worse or socially worse, but just, like, harder to watch, you know? Sure. Like, like obviously, the politics of this film are worse than something like Garbage Pail Kids movie or, like, Gotti with John Travolta or something right. like that, right? Sure. But. But as films, those movies are harder to sit down and watch when... Even even after all this time, I will make the argument that aside from the dinner party scene, Borat is a pretty clippy watch. Uh, it is, it's pretty it is. Uh, like outside of the existential angst that we have over it. It's a pretty it's a pretty easy film to sit through. And you know, uh, I I don't like I do hate it, but I don't hate it. You know, sure it's. It, 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 I don't know if that makes sense, but it occupies a really weird sort of space for me where I think the emotions that I have sort of cultivated around the film, uh, thanks to this podcast, will prevent me from just ever totally abjectly being sick of it. And I am sick of it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm so glad to be done <laughs> watching it. But like, like it, 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 it will never be on like a most hated list from sure. me, right? Like yeah. it, it, it's just okay. Like, it's not great. It's just, it's, I, I would say if I am giving my most objective review of this film, like just, just out of the bag, off the cuff, just balancing everything I can in myself, I would say that it is a film that has good bits in it, but has aged exceedingly poorly. Right. I, I think that's fair. Like, yeah. Like that's kind of where it's at for me, and I don't want—I don't want to give the impression that like this, some of the stuff that's in this was, you know, more or less acceptable in 2006. But like, it was certainly a product of the landscape that was going on at the time, right? Like, right. you look at the stuff that was going on, and it's like with the sequel, right? You look at the stuff that's going on socially and politically. 
and you can see why someone with the viewpoint SBC has would make a film like this and think it's very funny and that people would think it's very funny too. But I think for me, I just don't have the energy to be mad about it anymore. Like it's just, it's just, it's just not worth it to me to like keep plugging into this film when we've talked about it so much already. Right. Sure. I, I, I'm just glad to be done with it and I don't think it's a great movie. It's not very good, but in the end, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. No, and, and I certainly wouldn't put it on the level of a comedy like Grown Ups 2 or no. like Sex in the City 2 or Little Nicky or, you know, yeah. like it. And it definitely isn't down there with movies like Tiny Furniture or Flakes or like these movies that make my blood just boil. It's yeah. just like. It's just a movie that was funny the first time I saw it when I was 16 years old. And, mm-hmm. it, like, I feel like I grew up, but Borat didn't, you know? Like, yeah. You know? Yeah, like, totally. It, 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 that's the way I feel about it. And there are parts of it I can look at and say, that still puts a smile on my face. That's a, that's a, a memory that I will, I will, I will cherish. Do not hit the children. Yeah. For, for a long time, but. There's just I I just feel like I've outgrown it. I've I've been exposed to comedy on a level that's operating just so much higher than Borat and that is so much more subversive and interesting that mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't hit anymore for me. No. And there are a couple moments that that still do. Like one of the ones that still got a big cackle out of me this time was the bit where they run into the uh, hotel conference room in the nude and then they fight up on the stage and then they drag Azimat off. And when, <laughs> when he hits the floor, there's just this really great thunk sound yeah. effect. That's yeah. like out of a cartoon. It's so good. It, it, it's got me not every time, but I think several of the times that we've watched this and, you know, stuff yeah. like that, stuff like that's funny. It's, it's, it, it's a movie that, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I remember how much it sucks. Like I always, I always block all the Washington DC stuff out of my mind just because it's so bad. Like when he goes and visits Alan keys and it's racist and bad. Yeah. And, um, I have, I have a great quote from you here. Um, uh, when we were at the beginning, uh, we were watching it and we were talking about how good it was that we were going to be done. And you said, quote, I can't wait for a life without running of the Jew. (laughs) So that's, that's about where we're at on this. It's, it's the first day of the rest of our lives here. It is, it it is, it is the first day of the rest of our lives. It is, it is something that is going to make two therapists, probably a good amount of money someday. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah. You know, like, there, there is so much of it that I'm not going to miss, you know, like, like the running of no. the Jews, like the racist rodeo dude, like the frat boys, like the... God, this movie's bad. You know what? I changed my <laughs> mind. This movie sucks ass. You know, and I, I think, I think the thing though I really won't miss the most is that fucking dinner scene. The dinner scene, like... Just just oh my god unbelievably long like it feels like like uh, the first time you watch it it doesn't feel that bad but like by the time we were like maybe a dozen watches into it that thing is just like 
it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it just doesn't fucking stop and it's no it's not funny like there's nothing about it that's funny like the entire dinner scene is it feels like it doesn't go anywhere because a lot of it is him like baiting these people to almost no comedic effect right yeah because they do they do react to what he's doing but not in any way that's essentially outrageous right because if i like don't get me wrong, these people these people in this house are obviously pieces of shit, right? Like sure. the whole joke is that he's he's taunting them. Well, I guess the quote unquote satire of it is that he's supposedly taunting them because oh they're on like secession, secession drive, so you know they're they're pro they're probably racist, like probably Confederacy, you know, apologist or whatever. But like the actual humor of the scene I'm just saying, if a man came into my house and called on my dinner guest a slur and then shat in the bag, uh, I would probably also kick him out of my home. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, as bad as these people, you know, are implied to be, I don't think, like, I think calling the police is a little extreme, but, like, them getting, like, pissed and, like, being, no, you have to leave. Like, I think most, that's how most people would react to a situation like that after a point, right? Yeah, and I, uh, I, I, I guess if you want to talk about like the grand satire of Borat, like the big oh, exposing you know these people for who they are, that doesn't do that at all. Like it's just him fucking around for what feels like half an hour in this in this dinner scene, and it's yeah. um, I think it's, it's the same. Th- I think it's really not helped by them cutting to like the etiquette coach during it no. you know cuz like it just extends both of those scenes and 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 for what it's worth i think the the etiquette coach scene is the better half of that like scene cuz i think uh-huh. the, i think the like him trying to explain what a toilet is and like brown and like the first brown. The, the first time that you notice the paintings on the wall are the same or the yeah. first time Huey Lewis's dick gets pulled out like you're like okay like that's kind of funny but the more it goes like it just extends it out and it just by the end of it you're just like okay like come the fuck on like and especially because it's like right in the middle of the movie too yeah. so it's like yeah. You know, it's, you get there and you're like, okay, we're at the halfway point, but the halfway point is like a third of the movie. So (laughs) it's just like. It certainly feels like it, yeah. Yeah. Like, because I mean, I know you kind of have felt a little differently, but for me, after that scene, it always speeds up. Like, it, I think, I think it's because that scene is so long that by the end of it, like, because everything else is so snappy afterwards, it just feels like it's going really quick. Um, Yeah. I think that must be what it is for me, but like, yeah, that scene just is interminable. It's just the worst. Yeah, I think um I really do think it's a situation where they looked at it and they realized that the pacing of both the dinner scene and the etiquette coach scene were too slow to just be in the movie on its own, right? Right. right. Because like I said the dinner scene isn't particularly like laugh a minute funny, like nothing really happens. Like he just says some bad stuff and then brings a bag of his own shit down, right? Yeah. And so you're in the editing room and you're like, okay, I have these two scenes. They're just not working. What is the best way I can salvage this to kind of break it up a little bit? And so you do that and you kind of intersperse them. But instead of breaking up the pacing, it just makes it feel disjointed and really, really slow. And that scene, that whole sequence can't be any more than like 10 minutes, yeah. right? 
That's yeah, all it, it, is. it feels it feels glacial. It feels like it goes on forever. Yeah, yeah it does. I, I that is like number one with the bullet. Worst moments of this movie after all these watches. Like best moments are easy. You know, him walking in with his pants down, um, that kind of stuff. Like, uh, the guy pointing and saying, is that fishnet? You know, you must yeah. not hit the children. Uh, the, the whole, the whole suit is gray. I'd say it's blue or whatever. You know, great, 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 great stuff. But I don't know. There's also so many things in this that could easily be the worst moment, but I think it has to be that dinner scene. Yeah, I, I really think the only other scene for me that gets close is the um the the like antique store. Um Yeah. Because it yeah. because it's such a lame bit. But at least at least it's <laughs> over quick. You know, like at least it doesn't drag for ten minutes, it's just two minutes, it's in and out. But it's it's still such a lame gag and you see it coming from a mile away and like Yeah. It just it it it's it it's a scene that is never funny, right? Like, at least if you've never seen the movie before and you don't know anything about it, like, you could get a laugh out of him bringing a bag of shit down, right? Like, whereas yeah. the minute you see that wide shot when he's in the antique store, you know, okay, he's going to knock the thing over and he's going to fall around and he's going to keep knocking things over and it's going to be this, like, 1930s whack-ass comedy <laughs> shit. Like, it's, you know, like, yeah. it's it's so doesn't work that i feel like it's the only thing that really competes with the dinner scene and it's more or less like back to back with it too like there's the little interstitial with lunel but like those are very close together as well which doesn't help either of them honestly no no definitely not the 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 biggest strength of borat that i think we've talked about the last couple weeks is is sort of the front-loaded section yeah where we get pat haggerty we get the driving instructor and we get the uh, car salesman all pretty much back to back. The feminist scene is something that we don't really talk about a lot just because of how bad it is. It's just like, nothing. Yeah. Like, it's- yeah, it, it really isn't. But, um, I think, I think we can safely say after 48 watches, the best character in Borat is the driving instructor, Mike. He's the best. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Like, like no contest. No contest. <laughs> the, sa- the saving grace of this movie, which unfortunately is in and out within the first like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. But, um, his, his, his stuff is great. You must not hit the children. Uh, you know, I'm not used to that, but that's fine. Yeah. Politically the most like progressive person in the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Tells him, you know, women have a right to choose all this stuff. Like, the, the most grounded, real, normal person in the entire movie. Uh, yeah. I, I assume has the best politics because, I mean, we don't know the politics of Mr. Clean, um, but I just know. feel like I just feel like the bar in Borat is so low that for <laughs> Mike to have just like normal person views on things, <laughs> yeah. it feels like it feels like an outsized blessing compared it to does. everything else. It really does. Yeah, I wouldn't say he has good politics. I'd say he has normal person politics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh god, yeah, but he he is he is definitely my favorite. I think Yeah. I think his his like the fact that he's clearly annoyed and is just clearly trying so hard to just be pleasant and get through yeah. this and he knows he's on camera and he's like I just have to suck this up. 
and be uh-huh. normal and be polite and be professional because I'm a fucking pro and this is my job and this is my reputation on the line. At least I get out of Borat as the one person with a reputation more or less intact. Like Okay. Okay. Tell me if we've done this on this podcast before. We may have, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mary Kill, Pat Haggerty, Mike the driving instructor, and the car salesman. I feel like we've definitely done a fuck Mary Kill, but not with these three. I, I think, think it was with Borat Azimat and Linnell, yeah, right? I think so. Something like um, that. God, I would I would probably say uh, I'd probably go marry with the driving instructor because I feel okay. like because he's the he's the one who we seem to know the most about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like he's he's the safest bet to to spend the rest of your life with. Um, okay. The then it then it gets tough because. I know they're they're three great people, right? Like three three very compelling characters, three very <laughs> compelling middle-aged bald men. Um, like <laughs> like it, it's, I I don't think any of them would be a particularly good fuck, honestly. No, um, no, certainly not. I, I would say I would say. I would agree with you on the first one. I would say Mary Mike, the driving instructor, just because he seems like a nice man. Yeah. Then probably this one may come out of left field, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say, fuck the car salesman. Really? He won't say pussy on camera. I'm about to rock his world. You know? Yeah. We're going to, we're, we're going to bust it open. And I guess kill, kill <laughs> Pat Haggerty just because he's the one who's left over. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel I feel bad about that. I feel I'll be bad honest. too. It's not yeah. it's not a good feeling. It's, no, it it's there. There's a part of me that, that wanted to say kill the salesman because he's sadly passed on already. You know, oh, but like, sure. I feel bad about even that. You know, like it's just mm-hmm. none none of these guys are like outwardly awful that we know of. So I feel bad about killing one. <laughs> And like, and obviously none of them, you know, are going to be much of a, much of like an attractive, uh, like option for fucking either. So it's like, I don't know. I, I do think it's very funny that that guy will not say the word pussy. I think that's like, it's great. It's so good. He is a consummate professional. I love it. It's, it's so, it's so, really, so good. It's really good. Yeah. So what else do we have to look back on? You know, I mean, we're 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 here we're done it's like just doing kind of a victory lap here what uh i don't know i feel like we should sort of like chart our journey like as we went you know sort of from a mental uh-huh. sort of standpoint because a uh, friend of the show siavash did early on make us that graph where he predicted uh scarily accurately like our our, uh mental health for like the first seven or eight weeks where it went like down and then back up again and then like around watch six or seven it just plummeted like bottomed out completely yeah because the first the first watch that really broke us was watch five which will be the one year anniversary next week of when uh borat 2 releases yeah Uh, yeah that was that was because like if I remember correctly, we did like three and four on the same night. Um, yes, I, I believe so. Yeah, and and that was like still very giddy. Um, <laughs> and then, 
Yeah, I feel like like after Watch Five Six, it really plummeted for a good while. Like, I feel like we were really grasping for straws by the time like the holidays rolled around last year, and I think that was also around the time we started having people on with us who like helped keep us going. But it it definitely felt uh-huh. like around the holidays into the first couple months of this year, we were very much like in it against our will and like very like any week i at that point i felt like this could be done um yeah and there was definitely a period a period i would say around like you you would obviously remember a little better than i would because you i uh, listened to the episodes right when you edit them yeah and so i don't really remember a lot of that stuff beat by beat but i do know there were several times like probably in the mid teens early 20s where i kept thinking to myself like i just have to tell him i'm done right like i just have to message niall and just cut this off and be like (laughs) be like that's it like i like dude you're great this has been a great thing but i i cannot i literally cannot do this anymore and i think um i think as as gruesome as this sounds i really do think the pandemic happening was something that helped me get through this podcast in a weird way yeah like just because it provided a sense of stability and also one of my biggest like problems at the time recording both this and the emoji podcast was that the job i was working i was working a night shift so i was there from like 12 to 9 most days mm. and i would get home and i would just immediately have to record stuff and i'd just be so drained and like not having to go into that and do that anymore was great and it um it provided just a kind of um a sense of mental clarity for me i guess in regards to all that and yeah. so I, uh, I I think that being able to just, you know, do this without having worked for like nine hours beforehand was really helpful. And, you know, not everyone uh, has that same experience with podcasting and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's uh, it's nice to be able to just sit down and focus on it, even if it is boring. Yeah. And I mean, like, so. you know, during the pandemic, I had maybe like I I got back working a lot faster than you did. Like I had like seven or eight weeks or something, but even like for those seven or eight weeks for the, you know, three or four months for you or whatever it was like, it's a lot easier to say, okay, I can make an hour and a half to two and a half hours of my week and, and like put them aside when I don't have to do anything else uh, yeah. compared yeah. to, you know, like, oh, I got to work a 40 hour week plus 10 to 12 hours for commuting plus like mm-hmm. time I need to like recharge mentally and like all like everything else. And I, I really f- like feel like if we hadn't both pretty much gone into lockdown, like around like the same time. Uh, we probably would have been done by the end of like March. Uh, like I, I really feel oh, yeah. like as crazy as it is to say, like the pandemic saved poor Rat Club, um, <laughs> yeah. which is nuts. This, even even if the podcast hadn't imploded, I think to some degree our relationship would have in the Possibly, sense that like yeah. 
even if we had kept doing this, I would have been miserable for yeah. for quite quite a bit of this. And maybe it would have changed as it went, you know. But um, yeah, I, uh, who who can say? I I definitely feel like it would have put a strain on our friendship if we had just been doing this like for six months, completely miserable, right? Like and. Yeah. You know, over the summer, as we kind of, like, started joking about the possibility of a Borat 2 or whatever, and we got cocky or whatever, like, even after it's been, like, revealed that this thing is coming out next week and that, like, we've had the last couple months to wrestle with that, like, I feel like <laughs> what could have, like, if, like, if that had happened in, like, March, we would have been done. Like, yeah, like, I, yeah, but totally. I feel, I feel like we had gotten to a point where, like, it, there's just this grand, cosmic joke now that we're the butt of uh and that's kind of yes. like there's there's an element now that we can laugh at the idea that this is still going to come out and this is going to happen and there's nothing we can do about it and nah, yeah like you know. there, there, there's there's a there's a funny side to it that i think like i said if it if it had happened in february or march it would have been like all right, let's stop doing this. Let's do something else. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't regret doing this. Uh, no, I'll no. be honest. I think, I think it's been great. I'm glad that we came around on it. I'd say, like, I'd say one of the focal points of this podcast, one of the turning points, was finding the uh, the nude fight painting on Etsy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mean to make this into like a greatest hits or anything, but like, no you know uh that that definitely got me a little more enthused about the possibility that this podcast may have more content to it yeah yeah i think really delving into the very small like remnants of borat fandom that exists oh like that is like fandom that has like been left over from 2006 uh definitely added to things and you know i again like you said i don't want to make this just us patting ourselves on the back or whatever but like the the movie is so thin that if if we hadn't found that stuff that would also have been like a stressor on us i feel like but it's yeah it, it it's done now and, and i'm proud of it and i hope people <sighs> like it and Thank you to everybody who has listened to yeah, us. Uh, our mental decline, our mental undecline, then our mental redecline, <laughs> then back again. Yeah, a real a real roller coaster. Do we? Uh, do you want to kind of give everyone an outline of what our plans are for the podcast next week? Sure. Um, so this is forty eight of fifty two. We're not doing another year of Borat. We're not doing a year of Borat 2. We're going to finish the four weeks with Borat 2. The plan, I think, right now is that we are going to watch Borat 2 next Friday and we're going to record a live reaction that you can sync up with the movie as a commentary track if you want to. My plan is to release that, like, Saturday. Um... And after we do that, I think we're going to also record a second, like, full review. So with that one watch, it's going to be a commentary track and a review, an episode split into two parts, basically. So one will co- the commentary will come out on Saturday, so you can watch it with us, sort of. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, Tuesday, Wednesday, like, our review will come out as normal. 
And then we'll have three weeks of hopefully bringing in some ringers, bringing some friends back to the show who've been on to watch Borat with us because we've already had like three people, four people, five people even. Like we've had a, we've had mm-hmm. a few people say, "Hey, I want to watch Borat too with with you guys." So we should yeah. be having some friends who have been on already come back and and hopefully we can get them to give their thoughts on on Borat and uh yeah that'll finish out the 52 and from there we've got Bruno as we've promised and we've been promising forever and then we've yeah, got you we, know we've got it we've got plans for a little mini series after that uh which will take us into January and then we have a very big very um Ooh. Very, very interesting. Well, very interesting. Very stupid, potentially. Idea. I would call. I would call it interesting. I, I would I, call I, it interesting. I, I am. I am looking forward to it. I don't know if we want to say what it is now or just wait. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Um, I want. I want to wait. I want to wait until we're we're right up on it. I don't yeah, want to spoil it. Yeah. People could probably guess what the miniseries is going to be. Um, yeah. Oh, it, totally. <laughs> yeah. If, if you've listened to this show, you know uh, probably by now. But um, yeah, we, we so we will not be doing another year of Borat, but we are basically going to do another year of. I mean, we have tons of ideas for like clubs, so to speak. But we 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 yeah. know what the next long form year long. It's gonna club be. Is. It's gonna be. An, I'll, I'll say this. It's gonna be another year. We're gonna yes. do another year of something. Yes. But it's going to be more varied, but also a lot more stupid. Yeah, and <laughs> so I, I think it could potentially. Like because of the nature of what we're what we're hoping to do, it's going to be very um, up and down in a lot of ways. It's going yes. to have some high highs and some low lows. Yeah, we will be watching what I would consider. Uh, I, again, I won't spoil it, but this club will encompass both some of my favorite movies ever made and probably uh, some of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm yeah, thrilled. Yeah, I've uh I've been doing some research, let's say, into some of the, into some of them and uh some real low lights there. Um No, I'm going in completely blind. I I'm not reading any summaries, not doing anything, not even looking at them until we uh, until yeah. we record. Yeah. But so. you know, that's those those really bad ones especially are going to be like towards the end, but um Yeah. It's a, bit, we, it's a little bit front loaded. <laughs> it, it is a little a bit front loaded on quality uh, or back loaded, depending on what on what you what you're looking yeah. for. But um, yeah, we do have plans to continue for at least another year. We have like a million ideas for for things we want to do. So yeah, uh, potentially this could go longer than a year. We'll see if we're like at each other's throats a year from now. But um. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, we did it. We finished. We Borat. did it. We done did it. I I thought about getting champagne, but yeah, I wanted to wait until we actually finish watching yeah. Borat, yeah. like the fifty two, the new fifty two, the new fifty two. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess that's our retrospective. That's forty eight viewings of Borat. Thank you so much, Ryan, for taking this journey with me. Thank you, Niall. Thank you for conceptualizing this and for bringing me along and for hosting and for everything else and for being a friend and for enduring this this trial, this this test of <laughs> will. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like I, I feel like I, there's nobody I would rather have done this with. Um, thank you, and thank you. I'm thrilled. I appreciate that. I'm thrilled that we can still stand to talk to each other after. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it is what it is. I, I still think we should have gotten. Uh, what did you say? Like an azimuth back tattoo uh, yeah. to commemorate? Yeah, but my, we'll see. My idea was like azimuth smoking weed as like a back piece. Um, <laughs> but you know, if, if, if only COVID uh, hadn't ruined our mm. ability to get very large back tattoos. Um, <laughs> COVID is killing the back tattoo industry. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, I cannot get my my like Borat. Oh, here's an idea. What if you got like, yeah, like an outline of Borat's face, sort of. So it's just like the outline and the hair and the mustache and like sunglasses or whatever, right? And you get that like right in the tramp stamp spot, and then on the oh, other side God. of it, you get very nice, you know, or like. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that because I know someone out there has that tattoo <laughs> yeah. already. Yeah, somebody out oh, there has that. Oh God. Somebody out there has that. Um... <sighs> Well, on that note, I think we're done. I think I'm we're done, done with Borat. I think we're done. I'm so done with this movie. I'm so done with this fucking movie, dude. Okay. You've mentioned, Ryan, that you do an emoji podcast. Where can people find that? Yeah, uh, if you want to listen to my other podcast, that's Emoji Drome. Uh, you can find that on pretty much any streaming service. Uh, our Twitter for that is at Emoji Drome. Uh, if you want to follow my personal Twitter, uh, that's at CurseGoat. I don't really post that much anymore, but I do have a comic coming out by the end of this month, a mm -hmm. little horror thing that we've been working on, so that'll be fun. Niall, what about you? What are you up to? Yeah, uh, video game stuff at videogamechoochoo.com, choo-choo like a train. Um, videos, podcasts, articles, reviews, all that stuff on the site. We've got a good team up there. Um don't have a personal Twitter, but Borat Club does. We're at Borat Club on Twitter. We're also contactable via email at boratclubcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, everybody who has reached out over the year um, via both of those. We very much appreciate it. Um, if you enjoy the show, please leave a like or a rating or a positive review wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Uh, if you could tell a friend about the show, we would love that, too. Um like we've said multiple times, we're not part of a network. We don't have an advertising budget. We don't bring in any <laughs> money. Um, so the only way the show grows is via word of mouth. Um, and we really appreciate everybody who has listened over the past year, who has told a friend, who has, you know, spread the word of the show. It means the world to us that we get to keep doing this and having people listen to it and enjoy it. Um, it really is uh, very fulfilling, I think, Ryan. You would agree that out there yeah. somewhere, there there's people who enjoy listening to us lose our sanity because of it's, Sasha Baron Cohen. It's great. It's great. I'm so glad people like this. Yeah. Uh, thank you all. It's It's been a lot of fun. Uh, the ups and downs, the... Uh, the trials and the tribulations not not quite over yet but not quite it's going to be uh, going to be a pretty easy four weeks i think so yeah. um yeah thank I, you I, for sticking with us and we hope you'll uh, <laughs> hope you'll stick around yeah we, we we truly do hope you stick around uh both for next week when we have that wonderful two-parter uh we hope coming out um but you know 
thank you again for listening. Stay safe, and we will see you next week for. Hang on, oh. let me let me let me give it its full title here. Let me bring up the. Let me bring up the full title here of it. Um, uh, Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit one glorious <sighs> nation of Kazakhstan. Jesus Cannot Christ. wait. Until next week, Ryan, we'll see you soon. See you soon.